0: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBCPFL. It's Wednesday. It is June 9th. It is 2021. And we have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy for the second day in a row, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not
1: too bad. I stack Baltimore everywhere. And yet I'm losing money. So I, I, don't, I don't fully understand this DFS thing. It does, doesn't really make sense to me.
0: I mean, DFS is fun, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, it can be.
0: Not oh, today. DFS is always fun. Um, I mean, it's not a, It's not going to go right every night. And, um, I mean, that's just how you got to look at it, right? Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah, there's always tomorrow.
0: There is. There is always tomorrow. And that's what we are going to focus on on this podcast. 12 games. I mean, let's just jump right in. We start yeah. with the dodgers and the pirates um Gonsolin against anderson in this game currently anderson. has a nine and a half total dodgers a 175 favorite here um tony gonzalin coming off of the i mean this is a guy that's been out since the beginning of the season um i don't think we will see him throw a lot in this game i would cap him at 75 pitches um, is what I think I read earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, I think.
1: Sounds about right. Yeah, 75 pitches.
0: Uh, any interest in him?
1: Not at 9-1. Just, just no. I mean, it's a decent match going up against Pittsburgh, but don't really care. Don't really want to pay 9-1 for a guy going 75 pitches.
0: Yeah, I think um, at the end of the day, if he was a little bit cheaper... I think he would be in play because Pittsburgh is not good, but 91 for a guy that's probably going to throw 75 pitches max. Um, I'm, I'm with you here. I'm out. Um, on the other side, we have Tyler Anderson. I mean, Tyler Anderson is Tyler Anderson. He's going to get hit by righties, pitch well against lefties, and has a little bit below average strikeout rate.
1: Yeah, he's 8k and he's going up against the dodgers just no interest in him
0: yeah it's kind of it's kind of how i feel too buddy it's kind of how i feel too um let's talk dodgers bats anything standing out to you here for la
1: i mean not not really pollock's a little bit cheap at 3.1k obviously as you said anderson's very mediocre to bad versus righty so him or turner bets all are fine um i'm expecting them to be very heavily owned so i might Fadem, it's being played over in pittsburgh obviously not great here's ballpark so anderson's still just a mediocre pitcher that can get beat up a little bit by righty so i have no problem playing turner bets or pollock but it doesn't stand out as a great spot and if a lot of people are going to be on which i fully expect to they have a, currently have a 5.4 implied run to, team total um so it's mostly an ownership play that I'm going to fade them, but Betts and Turner great out as good plays and Puos and Pollock great out. as good point per dollar plays. It's going to be easy stacked, put in there, it's just, like I said, it's going to be chalky. So do it, do with it what you may.
0: I mean the weather could poten- like there's some potential weather in this game and the weather could keep ownership down. This game's in Pittsburgh. It's not like it's in the best ballpark for hitting either. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they come in a little bit lower than what you're thinking, but I mean, Pollock, like you said, he's cheap. um, If he's in there, which he should have a pretty decent lineup spot. Um, He's interesting. Pulhos is someone interesting here, but yeah, I mean, I don't love the Dodger stack. I don't love the ballpark. I don't love the weather. Um, So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad stack against Anderson on the other side. um, Gonzalez pitching here against Pittsburgh. I mean, I just, don't like the Pittsburgh offense like there's just nobody that is standing out like Hayes has been hitting the ball really well when he doesn't miss first base um did you see that
1: I didn't How see do you... it I heard about I it I didn't want to watch it out of anger
0: yeah I mean like he's been hitting the ball really well if I was going to play anybody it'd probably be him but outside of that it just I don't have a lot of interest here in Pittsburgh
1: yeah yeah I'm right there with you I mean Hayes would be strictly a one-off but outside of that like solid bullpen solid pitcher like not a good ballpark it just kind of adds up to a mediocre spot for stacking so if you really want to you can go cheap like moran and polanco even though polanco has been fantastic he's 2.5k and hayes and do a nice little mini stack where you can pay up at other spots but um outside of that just strictly based out of pricing i don't really have any interest in pittsburgh
0: um. Yeah, I don't really have any interest either. Moving on, we have Atlanta going into Philly. Tucker Davison against Zach Eflin, nine total in this game. Philadelphia 120 favorite. Um, any interest here in Tucker Davison?
1: I don't think so. The guy really doesn't grade out to be a great uh, major league pitcher. Um, Going to come in, probably have close to league average strikeouts, maybe slightly above average supposed to be entirely mediocre all-around guy and i don't know how how late he'll go into the game because it's a tougher matchup with some guys that know how to work the count so 6.5 there's worse things you can do but they have a 4.8 in type implied team total uh on the other side with philly so i'm probably gonna just fall on fay davidson i don't see the need to go there
0: yeah like honestly his underlining numbers suggest that there's a lot of you know negative regression coming for him um 5.5 vip, really really high walk rate i mean i don't see myself using davidson here he's 6200 the lineup is it's tough for lefties they walk a lot they don't strike out a lot i mean i think this is a spot you hope that regression hits and you play some philly bats and we'll talk about that in a second Zach Eflin on the other side of this game. I mean, again, this is a tough matchup. This is a really good lineup. Eflin doesn't walk people, and he's very good against righties, which, you know, the majority of this lineup is right-handed hitters. Do you have any interest here in Eflin at 8,900?
1: Not really. It's just a little bit too expensive, obviously. He's above average hitter or above average pitcher, but he's going up against the Braves, and, yeah, they are pretty righty dominant, and he is a lot better versus righties than he is versus lefties, but this is just too good a lineup here. I have a 4.3 implied run total against him. I think that's about right. Well, I can get out of this matchup with potentially two, three runs. They're a low enough strikeout team, and they know how to work a count. Even though Eflin doesn't walk a lot of guys, he still is probably not going to go as late into the game as he normally would in a different matchup. So no real interest in him.
0: Let's talk bats here. Um, Any interest here in the Atlanta bats?
1: Freeman or Albies are fine, like you said. Lefties versus... Um, Eflin are fine. Like Freeman's a great one off. Albies is a pretty solid one off, but I'm not, I don't think I'm stacking them up. Like you said, Eflin does not walk people and he gets a lot of ground balls against righties. So while well, Freeman Albies can do some work, the rest of the lineup is probably just going to be putting the ball in play and it's going to be majority just up if they do do anything. It's not going to be a ton of home runs. So I'm out on the Atlanta bats.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they're cheap somewhere, I forget which site I was doing um, value tags on lineup HQ for premium on Tuesday, and like Freeman was three K somewhere. So if he's super cheap again, fire him up. Um, as far as Philly goes, I kind of like this stack a lot. Like this is a good ballpark. Davidson, the underlining, like I said, the underlining numbers for Davidson screams like regression. There's a lot of power here with Hoskins and. Real Muto, McCutcheon, Singura, Harper. I mean, I think this is the spot you just kind of go all in here on Philly um, and stack them like with a five-man stack.
1: Uh, yeah, right there with you. I mean, Baum, even though he's been hitting terrible so far this season, he's still 2.8K. So if you want to throw him and Tor- or Torres in there, don't mind it. But yeah, it's Segura, it's Hoskins, it's Real and it's McCutcheon. Um, Davidson is a guy that's predominantly just a fastball slider guy. He does have a curve, but he doesn't throw that as much. So... Grade's out to be pretty extreme splits, gonna be give up a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls, and not gonna strike out right he's at a huge clip. Uh so far this season, we don't have a huge sample size, but in 34 at bats, he's only striking out righties at an eleven percent clip. And yeah, he's gotten a decent amount of ground balls, but he's going that's probably not going to keep going. He should end up getting the ball in the air with a slider going up against the righties. So it is a perfect spot to target McCutcheon, Real Muto, Hoskins, and Segura. And then if you want to throw in Harper, it's not a bad idea. Davidson really doesn't grade out to be a great pitcher versus lefty. So I don't mind the lefty-lefty matchup there. Even with O'Dougal up in the top at 3.5K, don't mind him. This is a great stack. Philly's grade out as one of the better stacks on the entire day.
0: All right, moving on. We got the Mets and the Orioles. Tajon Walker against Matt Harvey in this one. This game has a nine total. Mets are a one 55 favorites. Um, Any interest here in Walker? Walker's
1: a fraud. This isn't a great ballpark. He's really not very good. Like, I don't really have any interest in him. And I've said that pretty much every single start. And worked out terrible up until the last start here. But he's a guy that's just pretty decent versus righties, not great versus lefties. And he's an average pitcher. Like, that's all he is, is pretty much just an average to below average pitcher and so i don't want to pay 8.6k for him even in a decent strikeout matchup going up against baltimore they're still a solid overall hitting team in my opinion there's not a good ballpark
0: Uh, do you think he's using the sticky stuff that's what he's using the sticky stuff um i mean at the end of the day he struggles against lefties and there are some decent lefties at the top of the order the righties at the bottom of the order are bad if the top of the order can beat Walker, Walker probably does not pay off 8,600. If he can get through the front of the top of the order, he probably has the upside to go 20 plus here. So if you're playing a lot of teams, I think he's interesting. If you're playing like a three inch max, he probably doesn't make the build today. Um, Matt Harvey on the other side of this game, zero interest. I mean, Matt Harvey's been pitching so bad this season that they kind of used him as like an opener last time out. And it was actually probably his best outing of the season. And they still only let him go three innings.
1: Yeah, well, I think they had the plan to go long relief after Harvey. And I mean, they still probably are going to do the same thing here. They haven't announced anything, but wouldn't surprise me if they only let Harvey go three innings. Regardless, I wouldn't use him.
0: Yeah, I think that I, I remember reading that they only, it was like a short rest—is why they only let him go, or used him as like a you know reliever type thing. But I mean, I still I don't really have any interest here in Harvey. Um, let's talk Mets bats. Anything standing out to you here for the Mets?
1: I really don't mind the lefties in it, like VR Lindor. Both solid bats, they're expensive, but Harvey's been terrible versus lefties. And if we're not expecting to go too late in the game, you can throw on McCann, you can throw on Alonzo. This is an expensive stack. So if you can make it work and you aren't really playing much coal, um, the stack is going to come in. No ownership, solid ballpark, getting a little bit more back to normal here, uh, the lineup is. So I, I like the lefties in it. The problem is price on everyone, but if we're if you can make it work pretty easily, which this is not a great slate for pitching, not many options up at the top, so or at least great options up at the top. So if you're paying down at pitching, it's entirely fine to go with this meth stack because Harvey's just bad, and the bullpen behind was not great, and the ballpark's great, and it's going to be 85 degrees tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not going to feel great looking at the numbers and stacking the Mets, but it's Matt Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does that sum it up grant?
1: I mean, yeah, it's pretty much, you can always stack against him.
0: I don't know if I'd like target one-offs, I guess like Alonzo is always someone oh. you could target as a one-off, but he's 5,800. So I-, I think you're stacking the Mets or just kind of staying away. Um, any interest here in the Baltimore bats?
1: I have a little bit of interest. I don't expect anyone to play him again. Walker's due for some negative regression, um he's really not that great of a pitcher we look at his numbers and he's a lot worse versus lefties than he is versus righties the guy's giving up 43 percent hard contact and a 38 percent fly ball rate to lefties so far this season and he has a 0.025 iso like it's just silly how much negative regression he has coming this way so i don't mind targeting Mullins, is the guy i really like like Mullins should be in all your baltimore stacks but santander galvis DJ Stewart, all solid plays. If you want to throw in Montcastle or Franco, they're starting to hit the ball a little bit better recently. So I don't know if I want to pay 5.6K for Mancini, Uh, but I actually like most of the other guys in the stack. I think that they're an underrated offense. Obviously, they put up 10 runs a day, and they've been playing pretty well recently. I'd like to target them a little bit more versus lefties, but I just don't think Walker's good, and I don't think anyone's really going to stack against him. And you can get a lot of these lefties in the lineup real well, and they can do some damage against them, I think, in this ballpark.
0: Um, I like the lefties. I think the Baltimore lefties is where I would be targeting the most in this spot. Moving on. We got Milwaukee at Cincinnati, Brett Anderson against Vladimir Gutierrez, nine and a half total pick him game. Um, I guess Milwaukee's a slight favorite now. Any interest here in Anderson?
1: No. Dude strikes out guys at 11% clip. Cincinnati's good.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really, really bad spot for Anderson. I really hope the weather holds off in this game. I really like the bats in this game. Um, Gutierrez on the other side. I mean, we really haven't seen a lot of him yet, but from what we've seen so far, low strikeout guy, high walk rates, even against this terrible Milwaukee lineup, I don't think I can pull the trigger. But I don't – if you're playing like 150 teams, I don't think I'd talk you off of it.
1: I probably so would. Cheap. He so cheap. Oh, I mean, well, I guess I can't say anything. There's a cheap guy I'm thinking about using that you're you're probably going to laugh at me for. But Gutierrez just really isn't a great pitcher. He doesn't track out guys. He gets wild. He's currently got a 7x VIP grand. It's only through two starts. But giving up a lot of fly balls. He's just a not great pitcher, and all of his underlying numbers, all his minor league numbers just kind of point towards him being not a great pitcher. He's getting a lot of guys are going to be platooning out in this spot. Obviously, they have a whole bunch of lefties, and the main thing he relies on is that slider, which still isn't even that great. His curveball's not good. He's going to struggle heavily versus lefties in this lineup, even though they're not great lefties. I have no interest, and in, I, I, I don't care if I was building 150 lineups, I'd have zero shots at him but i'm also going to play a guy that is pretty much minimum price and i'm gonna lose money
0: i think the worst thing for Gutierrez in this spot is like the walk rates from Milwaukee. like he could he could walk a lot of guys in this game and you know that's where the stack becomes like super viable uh for the brewers as well because if he's starting to walk people this this stack is super cheap um thoughts on the brewers
1: I don't mind them at all. I mean, they're sitting there with a 4.9 implied team total and a good ballpark going up against a guy that struggles versus lefties. Like, they could do some damage here. Vogelbach's 3.5K. Yellich hasn't been great this season, but he's still a solid overall bat. Shaw's been bad, but Navarez, 4K, get the catcher spot. Adamas, like, Vlad's not striking out either side of the plate. He's only striking out 70% of righties, 11% of lefties. I don't expect that to change too much, and he's giving up a lot of fly balls. So, Adamus, Shaw, Navarez, Jelic, Vogelbach are all very, very solid plays. The stack overall is very solid. I plan on using them a decent amount.
0: Uh, the Reds. I mean, Castellanos is probably the best play in the slate at 4,500 and facing Anderson in this ballpark. Um, he's way so too every,
1: cheap. So, every day pretty much. <laughs>
0: I mean, like, I don't understand the pricing on him. I know, I know, it's like a broken record at this point, but I mean, I he hasn't been extremely hot here recently, outside of having multi hits in four of his last five games. I mean, like, why is he so cheap, Grant? I don't get it.
1: I don't know, and he's going up against a lefty. Like, it just none of it makes sense at all. Like Castellanos... Yeah, it's probably the best play on the entire slate. I know Winker's going up lefty-lefty, but I still have no problem playing him at all. He's just so on fire that I really don't care. Suarez has been struggling this season, but he's still getting hard contact when he actually does make contact on the ball, and he's going up against a low strikeout lefty. Like, this is a very, very good spot for the righties in this lineup, specifically Castellanos. But I don't mind throwing in Winker or and I don't mind throwing in Naquin if he's actually in the lineup or back in the lineup today, but it's a good stack. We have some weather concerns in this though, right?
0: Yeah, this is the one of the three games with weather concerns. Yeah, yeah.
1: but yeah, stack up he
0: All right, moving on. Colorado at Miami. Uh, we got Gomber against Garnett. Um Garrett, sorry. I was like, I was gonna say end. him like, like Kevin. Do I Kevin have the wrong? Yeah. <laughs> um, no total in this game from what I've seen so far. I would guess it's because um, Garrett is kind of a late um, starter. He's getting called up um, to pitch in this game. Um, any interest here in Gomber at six K?
1: I mean, he's fine. Like, it's not the worst idea in the world. He's sitting at a pretty decent K rate on the season at twenty five percent. This is not a good Miami lineup. There's a lot of high strikeout bats in this lineup here. He's worse versus righties, but he's not that much worse overall. Like, he's a he's a cheap pitcher that is in a good ballpark and going up against a bad lineup. Like, I'm probably going to be using a decent amount of pitchers from this game, and I don't really feel great about it.
0: I would much rather play Gomber than Gutierrez in the game before that we just talked about. Yeah. Like, I I like this spot a lot more for him. Big strikeout guy, especially against righties. They're going to throw a lot of righties against him. You know, the lefties that they're going to throw against him, they have high strikeout rate against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, this is a spot that he should pitch really well, and he's 6K. Um, I think he's going to get some ownership here, but I think he's a really strong uh, tournament play. Any interest here in Garrett on the other side of this game?
1: He's the cheap guy. He's the cheap guy that I'm probably going to play. Like this is a guy that kind of grades out to be a slightly above average strikeout guy to an average strikeout guy in the majors. We only have three innings of work from him so far in the majors this year, but he's going to be an average to maybe slightly below average overall pitcher with above average strikeout stuff. I, I really, really like him in this spot. Like it's going up against Colorado He's a lefty, so he's going to be going up against a predominantly lefty lineup. If Story isn't the lineup that kind of changes things a little bit, I'll still use him, but I won't be as heavy on him. But if he's going up against this lineup without Story, he's got Toppy, he's got Blackman, he's got McMahon to worry about. That's that's really it. Like Crohn's fine, but this is not a great lineup. They're, it's their second game back from Coors. But if he's going to be how he projects to be in the majors – And he just had a few shutdown uh, outings in the minors at 4k. I, I think that he could end up being the highest point per dollar pitcher on the entire slate.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a great matchup, especially if they roll out like five or six lefties, which is the normal lineup for the Colorado Rockies. So I think it's going to be lineup based. If they throw a lot of righties at him, I probably will like him less. Um, talk bats here anything standing out to you for the rockies
1: i mean you can always stack against a guy like a fairly young guy but they're just so trash if stories in there it's not the worst idea in the world but i'm I'm probably going to stay away it's in marlins park this is not a good lineup. this does not have a ton of upside it's pretty much just if he gets nerves which i don't expect happening since he's pitched about 10 innings of baseball in the majors so he's not going to have that first outing nerves
0: so, I, I'm out on the Rockies. Um, Yeah, I mean, any of the cheap right-handed bats, I don't hate the idea of playing them. Um, But, yeah, probably won't play a lot here. Um, any interest in the Marlins bats? Not really. Gomber's not a terrible
1: pitcher, and this is a bad ballpark in there. The guys you do want, Jazz, Marte, and Aguiar, are all priced up. So, I'm out on the Marlins.
0: Yeah, um, right there with you. Houston at Boston. Odorizzi against Eovaldi in this one. This game's currently sitting at a 9.5 total. Boston is a 140 favorite. Um, any interest here in Jake Odorizzi?
1: No, the, the Red Sox have a 5.2 implied run total. Like... I know they haven't been great this season, but Odorizzi really hasn't been either. He's been really struggling versus lefties. I know this is not a lefty dominant lineup, but overall, like with the weather, with the stadium, I don't see many chances where he ends up putting up a tournament winning score.
0: I mean, that's kind of how I feel too. Um, I don't really have a ton of interest in this one, just... Just, like, overall, um, 8,100 for a guy that just hasn't shown any type of ceiling at all this season. Um, I think he doesn't have a game over 15 fantasy points yet. So, um, the other side, Nathan Diavaldi I mean, it's a it's an okay matchup because they do have a lot of righties and he generates a lot of ground balls and strikeouts. But, I mean, i probably not going to pay 8,300 for him in this matchup against the team that just doesn't strike out very much.
1: Yeah, I'm out on Evaldi. It's a tough strikeout matchup. It's a tough ballpark. It's a tough overall matchup. Even though he's been a pretty decent pitcher, he should be priced at around 8.3k going up against actual just mediocre or below average teams and this is Houston, so I don't I I just generally don't play non-elite pitchers against Houston. I'm not going to play him at 8.3k
0: um yeah i just i don't like i said i don't really see i don't see the need to do it um bats in this game anything here for houston
1: uh alvarez at 4k stands out as a very good one-off um evaldi's been worse versus lefties than has versus righties this season alvarez is too cheap at 4k for any matchup really he's not an overwhelmingly big strikeout pitcher and e- evaldi isn't so Alvarez stands out. Tucker at 3.6 K is not the worst idea in the world. Brantley at 3.7 K is not the worst idea in the world. If you want, you can stack up the lefties and then throw one righty in there, either Bregman or Altuve or Correa or Giriel, Um just because you can get that stack in pretty cheap. And the lefties in this lineup are pretty darn solid. But overall, Evaldi's not a guy that gets blown up a ton. So it's majority Alvarez is one off.
0: Yeah, I mean, the lefty power bats, which is pretty much Alvarez, um, is kind of what I'd be looking at here. Brantley at 3,700, I think, is a fine play. Kyle Tucker at 3,600 is a fine play. Alvarez, my favorite. Those other two guys would be like secondary pieces here. Um, The Boston side, I mean, like you said, they have a really high implied team total. What's your thoughts when it comes to Boston?
1: Yeah, I mean, stack them up. It's being played in Fenway. It's obviously a great ballpark. They have a very high implied team total. The problem is you want to target lefties. So it's pretty much Devers is the main go-to. Maybe Santana if he's in the lineup. Maybe Verdugo if he's in the lineup. Um, all just depends on what they end up rolling out. But I'm fine with stacking up. Like it's Odorizzi is not like he's been great versus righties. He's just been better versus righties than he has versus lefties. He's overall is just kind of supposed to be a splits neutral pitcher. So I'll stack up anyone one through nine in this lineup. Like I don't have a problem playing anyone. Marwin's cheap. Hunter Renfro has some pop. Um, JD Bogarts all have just fantastic stats. So I uh, like this. This is going to be one of the chalkier stacks in the slate. And for a reason. Odorizzi just not great. And these bats have a decent amount of upside.
0: All right. Moving on. We got Washington going into Tampa. Corbin against McCallahan. This game has an eight total. Tampa's a 159 favorites. Um, Any interest here in Corbin? No.
1: Corbin's not just not really good anymore.
0: He's a brand name, but he's really not. Struggling.
1: Yeah. I've been stacking against him pretty much all season long. and I don't think things are going to change well they might change in this specific matchup but i don't think they're going to change at this point in season it is a heavy strikeout matchup going up against the rays and if they do end up rolling out a pretty dominantly left-handed heavy lineup then i don't really have any problem with playing corbin i know he's been bad but he's still been well above average going up against lefties gets a lot of ground balls gets a 23 percent k rate he's just been so bad versus righties, so i have to wait and see what the lineup is it's lefty heavy with Zanino in there, then I might take a shot on it at 7.4 K considering that they're playing over in Tampa Bay, but if they roll out a more righty heavy lineup, which I'm kind of expecting them to roll out probably six righties. I don't think that's enough for me. and I'm probably going to stay away.
0: Yeah. I just, I mean, Corbin's just been really struggling this year. Um, it's been a rough year for him. So I really don't have, any interest whatsoever in him i like the ballpark i don't hate the matchup it is a team that strikes out a lot i just i can't do it i mean like i said he's just really been struggling this season so uh McCallahan on the other side i mean from what we've seen so far from him um in a small in a small sample size big strikeout stuff um i think the matchup is kind of tough for him because washington they they don't strike out a lot um what's your thoughts here on mcallaghan
1: I I just can't use him knowing there's probably only going to go, what, 75 pitches? Like, I wish they would give him a full leash, but they haven't. Like, last game was one of the latest he's gone into a game, or most pitches he's been allowed. You know, 79. Like, this guy is very good. But at 8.2K, I can't throw a guy in there that won't go over 80 pitches. Like, I just don't see it being worth it. It's just not a spot I really want to – really want to go with him. And it's not like this Washington lineup is that bad. It's a solid overall lineup. He's just a very good pitcher, but he's going to probably end up going for maybe five innings if you're lucky and he'll get some strikeouts, but I, I, I don't want to pay 8.2 K for a guy that's going to go max 80 pitches.
0: I mean, that's how I kind of feel. Um, I mean, it, If he was a little bit cheaper, I think we would have more interest. Um, But, yeah, I just – I don't see myself stacking against him. Like, you could play Turner. You could play Zimmerman. You could play Gomes, Harrison, I guess. But, I mean, I don't – I would use those guys more as one-offs here. Um, I I don't think I'm going to stack against him because not only are you stacking against him, you're stacking against that, like, really good bullpen.
1: Yeah, I have no interest in a single washing bat. If you really want to go with something, Harrison's not the worst lady in the world sitting at 3.3K with the platoon split. But I'm not paying 5.4K for Soto. I'm not paying 5.7K for Turner. I'm not paying 4.9 for Zimmerman. Bell's fine, but McCle- McClanahan is a very, very good real life pitcher. He's just. He'd be, he'd be a great fantasy pitcher, too, if he can go 100 pitches, but they're just not going to allow him to do that, and then you got a good bullpen behind him. There's a bad ballpark. I have zero interest in any Nationals bats.
0: Uh, any interest in the Tampa bats here?
1: Not really. I mean, Rosaria is still 5.5K. Meadows, lefty-lefty, is still 5.8K. Like, Margo or Diaz, like, they're cheap if you really need some price savings. Brousseau. if I'm going with anyone, it's probably Zunino. Like, Corbin's still giving up a 44% hard contact rate to righties. Zunino strikes out a huge clip. He's going up against Corbin, who's a 16.8% strikeout rate guy to righties. So Zunino's really the only guy I have any interest in over on these rays, especially since it's in Tampa.
0: Seattle at Detroit's uh, Flexin against Mize. Um, do you see a total for this game? Oh, there it is. Eight and a half. Detroit's a 132 favorites. Um, any interest here in Flexin?
1: I mean, I have an interest in any time a pitcher goes up against Detroit, but there's multiple guys. Like, I'd rather play Gomber. I'd rather play Mize on the other side. at 6K. I'd rather pay down a little bit um he's on my radar just because it is against Detroit I'll see I'll do more I'll do more research into it tomorrow but as of right now it just seems like a mediocre option and strictly because he's got a fantastic matchup versus Detroit but they have been hitting a little bit better recently
0: yeah I mean Mai's on the other side of this game 6800 I feel like him and Gomber are my two like cheap guys on the slate he has good stuff um I mean, he's really good against righties. He struggles against lefties, but the lefties in this lineup outside of like Seager are not great. I think this is a game that he put up 29 fantasy points, I think against this team earlier this season. Um, I I just think he's going to go out pitch really well. I feel like he should be 8,500 instead of 6,800. So I think he's one of these guys that we're kind of looking at and, We've definitely seen him take a lot of, you know, positive steps this season. And like his stats look a lot better this year. Um, What are your thoughts when it comes to him?
1: He's my number one overall pitcher. Um, Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's just it's just a spot going up against Seattle, who's not a great team. And my yes, he's got a little bit of a platoon split. And so I kind of want to see the lineup. There's it's between him and Gomber. I'm going to wait and see on ownership. And I'm going to wait and see the lineup because there is potential that Seattle could end up rolling out six lefties here, in which case I have a whole lot less interest in Mize. I mean, he's a guy with pretty extreme splits so far this year. He's got a 251 wOBA versus right compared to 330 against the lefties. He's giving up 50% hard contact to lefties. This could be a spot where I'm using a leverage stack on the Mariners, if they roll out their lefty dominant lineup that's Crawford, that's Seeger, that's all their outfielders. that are all lefties with some pop. This could be a great spot for Seattle, or it could be a fantastic spot for Mize. Like it's just such a, like, I'm, you never really see like this much of a dis- possible disparity in the lineup where it can change a guy from being the best pitcher on the slate to potentially the other side being the best stack on the slate. I'm expecting Mize to come in at around 40% ownership, which rightfully so. But if they roll out a lefty heavy lineup, I'm probably fading him going over to Gomber if he's not going to be nearly as high owned and playing the Mariners. It's just one of those weird situations where you can get a lot of power bats in here at almost no ownership and get leverage on 40% of the field. And you're going to be getting uh, them all at incredibly cheap price tags. I mean, Seager's under 4K. That's just a terrible price tag. Trammell's 2.6K. Fraley's only 3K. Like all these guys are so, so cheap and they do have some pop. And Mize is such an extreme splits guy that this could be a beautiful spot to get a leverage stack because his splitter is just not hitting as well as it should be. So he's he- struggling versus lefties. So all that to say is I'm waiting on ownership for my and I'm probably either going to be very heavy on the Mariners or very heavy on my depending on how many lefties are in that lineup.
0: Um, I mean, that kind of sums up the bats too. Cause like, that's, you know, the same way that I would look at it. If the lefties are in here, I definitely like Steger, um, at 3,900, I think he's one of the better plays here. Uh, Detroit Bats, any interest here in Detroit against a guy that just doesn't make people miss?
1: Yeah, I actually do, which is weird. I mean, Haas, 3.8K, like, he's been just absolutely crushing. Had another home run today. Um, Scope at 4K is not the worst idea in the world. Grossman hasn't been bad. Like, I don't mind the Detroit stack. Flexin is just not great like he's a decent ground ball pitcher that like not good he's just decent but he strikes no one out and he gives up a lot of hard contact it's supposed to be 83 degrees over in detroit this is just kind of a spot where i pretty much say i'm never gonna stack the tigers today's the day like this is the spot seattle doesn't have a great bullpen Flexen is not a great pick pitcher ball's gonna be put in play a lot a lot of the taggers still get a decent amount of hard contact. I'm going to be using them for probably the first time all year. I thought about it today but didn't end up doing it. Now, Wednesday probably going to end up.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're so cheap. You could go double barrel pitcher. Like we haven't even talked about Garrett Cole yet. Um like he's obviously about to be someone that we're about to talk about. It's a great spot for him. So I mean, you could go double barrel pitcher and, and, you know, pay up here and get those guys. So it's definitely an interesting spot because Detroit's just so cheap and Flexon's not a big strikeout guy. So I don't know if I'd fully stack them. I definitely could see myself using like a three-man stack and just kind of making the rest of my lineup work with them. Yeah. Uh, Toronto at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Alex Manoa against Lance Lynn. This game has an eight-and-a-half total. White Sox are 155 favorite. Any interest here in Alec Manoa?
1: Not against the White Sox. I mean, this guy's super talented. Could end up being very good. Will likely end up being a very good pitcher. Um, Only two outings to see out of him. But, like, if this were a better matchup, I'd probably have a ton of interest on him. He obviously lit up the Yankees and then got lit up by Miami. His underlying numbers on the season, we don't have enough to really make a huge decision. He's only faced 40 batters, and he struck out 30% of them, and he still has a 5.1 XFIP. So this is a spot where I don't think I can fully trust him. He may go and strike out a lot of guys, but he's been a little bit wild, and a lot of guys in this lineup know how to work a count. So 9.7K is just too much for me to really want to play him at all.
0: He's just too expensive. Um, and it's not the greatest matchup in the world. So price is definitely gonna keep me off of him here. Um any interest here in Lance Lynn on the other side? No,
1: 10.4k going up against Toronto. I know he's been very good versus righties, and this is a predominantly right-handed heavy lineup, but I still don't think I want to pay ten point four K. I'd rather just go up to Cole, like or pay down. Like I really don't I don't think projections are gonna have him any higher than guys like Miz or like um, Gomber. Like he's not going to stand off the page. He's expensive. I just don't see many situations where he ends up with a big overall score, even going
0: up against a righty uh,
1: lineup like this.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Lance Lynn dominates his team by any means. Um, I probably don't end up playing him at 10-4. I do think he's an interesting pivot off of Garrett Cole, but I think Garrett Cole is clearly the play. Um, I mean, I, he's he's so good against righties, and throughout his career, he's been good against righties. And like, there is a good chance he sees nine righties in this lineup. Maybe they throw a couple lefties. I mean, Grant, I wouldn't be shocked. I like, I don't think you would be shocked um, if I he dominates either. this team. But I mean. I, I'm not going to run to play Toronto Bats against him. I'll say that. Um, like, you could play Vlad against anybody right now because he's crushing the ball. But, I mean, Lance Lynn has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this season. And, like, he has one of the longest leashes in baseball. I mean, I could easily talk myself into playing some Lance Lynn. Yeah,
1: I don't know. My, I see what you're saying. I, I could end up changing this around tomorrow. But he's going up against a team. He's still a pretty big fly ball hitter, even to righties. Like, he's still giving up 48% fly balls to righties. He just isn't giving up a ton of hard contact. And this is a team where Simeon crushes the ball, Bouchette crushes the ball, Vlad, Hernandez, Grichik, all these guys hit the ball very hard. And so, even though he's got a high K rate, and even though there's some strikeouts in here, I could see him getting beat up pretty badly in this one. Like, I could be wrong, but. He's been fantastic this season, 1.23 ERA, but he's still sitting at a 4.4 XFIP on the season. He strikes out lefty or righties at a 30% clip, but this is a spot I feel like maybe if he's entirely owned I'll take a shot on him. But there's not a ton of high-priced guys that people want to pay up for, and it's pretty much Cole. Which who knows? Cole could end up getting seventy percent ownership today. We've seen it before on a slate, not this big of a slate, but we've seen it on slates before. But no one's really paying up for Manoa. No one's paying up for Wainwright, Gonsolin, Eflin, Walker. There's not many guys to pay up for. So I'm still expecting Len to be going up against the Toronto team where he dominates righties, and he's going to draw some ownership. I think again could end up being wrong, but I'm actually if he is owned. I'm probably going to be stacking up the righties on this team just because they have so much power. The one through five hitters just all hit the ball hard 45% of the time versus righties. So a big fly ball pitcher that may strike him out at a decent clip. I think he could end up in some trouble here. It's going to be very low owned because of the price tag, but with Gomber, Miz, um, Garrett, all on the slate. I'm playing, I'm paying down. It's going to be an interesting strategy, and I'll still have a decent amount of coal, but I can easily fit
0: these guys into my lineup. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, White Sox,
1: they got 4.7 play total. I'll probably end up with one stack. Manoa's been a little bit, a little bit wild at times, giving up a decent amount of fly balls. So he can definitely get beat up in this spot. Like, they're fine. No one really stands out as a fantastic player. Manoa is a very good prospect, and he's just struggled with fly balls and hard contact. So this is the type of team that can beat him, stack him up, use one-off power bats, that's fine. But he's still a high strikeout guy, so I wouldn't go too heavy on him.
0: All right, Yankees and Twins, Garrett Cole, Robbie Dobinek facing off in this one. Eight total, Yankees a 177 favorite, Um, Garrett Cole against Minnesota. I mean, yeah, sign me up. Yeah, I mean, who knows if whatever is going on. (laughs) Nelson Cruz. Well, no, I I just meant the
1: whole sticky stuff, whatever it is. I don't know, be uh, it's crazy
0: man like there's a lot of articles floating around about it um it's crazy to read but
1: yeah i haven't looked too much into it i don't want to have to read too much into it i've just gotten a baseline of it so who knows that could affect him but he's garrett cole even though going up against the yankees he'll occasionally give up a bomb but it's garrett cole
0: like and going up was... against the yankees he plays for the yankees buddy
1: or sorry going up
0: against the twins <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> They're all good. It's it's Garrett Cole. I mean, yeah,
0: like it's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Like, there's a good chance that the best hitter in this lineup is not going to be in the lineup. Um, I mean, yeah, like this is a great spot to play Garrett Cole. Yeah. Uh, Robbie Dominic on the other side. It's not a great spot to play (laughs) him. Pitch to contact uh, type of pitcher here in Dominic against a lineup that. Just has a ton of power. I know he's going to generate ground balls, but, I mean, this is a terrible spot for him.
1: Yeah, he's he's going to get crushed. Um, he's just not very good. Like, he's not terrible, but he's not very good. It'll be interesting to see how many people are on It's going to be 90 over Minnesota, um, so it's solid hitting weather. But Dobnek, yeah, he, I'm not using Dobnek. I mean, you're not using Dobnek. It's, it's against the Yankees, and he only strikes a guys that have 15% clip, but I'm not sure how much of the Yankees lineup I'm going to be using. He's been a guy that's getting 60% of ground balls to right. Is a predominantly righty heavy lineup. He is giving up a lot of hard contact. So bad. could just absolutely crush him here. And I wouldn't be surprised if it absolutely crushes him here. This is pretty much a stack or fade spot for me. Odor is the only guy that really stands out as a solid overall play. And he always stands out as a solid overall play. And I always hate playing him. And it always ends up biting me in the, in the tush, but this stack is a five-implied team total for a reason. It's a solid overall spot for them. It, they're just at the hands of Bavip in this one.
0: I mean, yeah, they're way too cheap. They're way too cheap pay- facing a, hit, a pitcher that just doesn't strike anybody out. And know he generates ground balls, like you said. He gives up a lot of hard contact. I just feel like this is this is one of the top stacks in the slate. Um, I'm going to have a hard time not playing the Yankees a lot on this slate. So um, I have zero interest in the Twins, though. <laughs> Yep. Moving right along, Indians and Cardinals. Mejia against Wainwright in this one. Um, this is oh, the, the total has come out. It's an eight total, and the Cardinals are a one hundred and thirty favorite. Any interest here in uh, JC Mejia?
1: No, I don't expect him to go more than what sixty. I maybe... think
0: yeah, sixty-five to seventy-five is max.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't even think he'll get that far. Like. Probably going to have a long relief, long reliever after him. Like, just no, not really any interest in him at all, even at five point five k.
0: Um, yeah, just don't expect him to pitch deep enough in the game. Uh, Wainwright, on the other side, he's just too expensive.
1: Yeah, no interest in him at nine point five k. Cleveland's not a big strikeout team. He's not a big strikeout guy. He could end up giving up one two runs but even in that case he's still probably not gonna be worth his 9.5k salary
0: uh bats in this game anything here for cleveland
1: i don't think i really want anything from this entire game like there's a reason why it's an eight team total like wainwright's an all right pitcher it's cleveland bats are not great outside of ramirez like you can use Ramirez in this one, and you can use Goldschmidt and Arenado, but
0: I really probably would suggest against it. I mean, yeah, I don't hate it. St. Louis, I mean, it's you're going to get a bullpen game. Lena's banged up. I mean, Arenado, Goldschmidt.
1: Maybe O'Neal. Carlson's maybe O'Neal. cheap, but really no one stands out as a good play.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just – I don't see myself – I, like this i just hope this game goes like four three and nothing comes out of this game
1: yep and it's the most likely
0: I scenario mean, like at the end of the day that's that's kind of what i'm open for uh kansas city at la taking on the angels is where we finish here um brad keller griffin canning nine total angels a 140 favorite any interest here in brad keller
1: i don't play brad keller angels have a 4.8 played run total Keller doesn't strike guys out. This isn't a great strikeout team, even without Trout in there. It's not a great team, but I'm not. I'm not using Keller.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I just don't. I don't have any interest here whatsoever. Um, Canning 8400. It just seems like a lot. He's only put up over 20 fantasy points twice this season. One was against Seattle. The other was against Texas. Kansas City's not much better. I just, I mean, if he's going to be chalky, I'm way out. Um, I just, I don't have a ton of interest here.
1: I, if he's not going to be owned, then I'll play him. Like, sure, yeah, still, I agree. Yeah, that's the basically like this is a guy that, I mean, him and Andrew Heaney are literally, I. It doesn't matter the matchup most of the time. It doesn't matter anything. It's pretty much what's the ownership going to be. If the ownership's going to be high, you stack against him. If the ownership's going to be low, you play him. He's a 27% K-rate guy. He can strike out both sides of the plate pretty well. More heavy with righties, and this is going to be a eight-righty lineup. Like I honestly have a lot of interest in him if he's going to be eight, 10% owned. like I'm going to just absolutely hammer him into my lineup. He's a 32% K-rate guy, and this Kansas City team is very hit or miss with a projected probably 25% K-rate in their lineup. He's a guy that can absolutely mow guys down. He's a guy that can give up a lot of bombs. There's not a ton of guys in this lineup that can really hit the ball that, well, it's Perez, it's Dozier, Santana, and Witt have some pop, but this is the bottom four of this lineup, whoever it ends up being, is not a very power-dominant lineup. Uh, bottom of the lineup and they're going to be a decent K rate and they're all going to be probably right. If Nicky Lopez is in there, it's a slight downgrade, but more likely it's going to be Alberto who isn't going to really do any damage against you. This could be a big game for him. If they roll out a right hit dominant lineup and he just runs on the right side of home run to fly ball variance, but this is also a team that can hit a few bombs. I won't mind mini stacking if Koenig's going to be chalky. So, there's really no way to break it down too much the night before. But if you w- want to play him, absolutely play him, even if he is going to be have Leon, because this if this lineup comes out is very ready dominant, he can crush
0: them. Uh bats of this game, anything here for Kansas City?
1: Mm, like I said, if Ken gonna be chalky, you stack against him. Just because he gives up so much hard contact, so it would be Perez. It'd be Benintendi if he's in there. It'd be Solaire. It'd be Dozier. Um, all those guys are cheap, and then you throw in Witt or Santana if you really want to at those price tags, and you
0: have the money for it. Um, and then the Angels side—I mean, Otani obviously is a great play. Rendon has been hitting the ball really well. Jared Walsh is priced. would—I think those would be the three guys that I'd be targeting the most in this spot. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, I don't mind Upton. Like, he's 4K. Keller's not good versus righties or lefties. He's predominantly a ground ball guy, but Upton, Otani, Rendon, Walsh all have the ball up in the air. It's pretty much the same thing every single day with the Angels, though. Like, those are the four guys you want to play. Anyone else you want to throw in your lineup, probably not a great idea. Um, But, I mean, maybe Ward, who's getting a decent amount of fly balls, is sitting there at 2.8K. Still gets a decent amount of hard contact, but overall this isn't a great lineup outside of those more, four main bats without Trout in there.
0: All right, so let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. You want Miz or Gomber? I mean, those are the two guys. Like, I'll take Gomber. I'll take Miz. I mean, that like the, I had both of those guys written down, so... Um over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Walker. Um ch- 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 I'm gonna go Anderson. I didn't want to take Anderson because I think he's like chalk, but I'm gonna go Anderson. Um over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today?
1: I'll let you take Cassianos, I'll take Hoskins.
0: I mean, I'm not going to take him, even though he is clearly, he's clearly the guy that I would take if I, you know, wasn't trying to be um, contrarian. I'm going to take Stanton to go yard today, um, under 4K to get two hits.
1: DJ Stewart.
0: All right, and one of them's going to be a home run, right? I would assume so. <laughs> um, I mean. I hate picking this guy, but give me Vogelbach. I don't know if he has a multi-hit game this season. It's a stretch. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? This
1: is a tough one. I'm trying not to pick a chalky team. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with the Red Sox. I'm going to go Reds.
0: We're, on the same, we're the same thing here. Um, same color. <laughs> right? Um, any bets standing out to you here? The night before,
1: honestly, Orioles plus one twenty eight. All right, I know it's Harvey, but I, I'm not a I'm not a believer in Tayon Walker, which again has turned
0: out terribly for me this year. I mean, um, there is uh, William Hill has the angels minus 126 like if you can get the angels around that like 125 number DraftKings has them at like 140 if you could get um the angels at 125 there's a couple books that has it at 125 so if you get the angels at 125 minus 125 i like that one so i'm doing that right um now. what's that i'm doing that right now he, he's like i'm searching for it i'm gonna find it uh grant any final thoughts before we get out of here
1: Pay attention to ownership on Canning. Pay attention to the lineup for the Mariners. And pay attention to ownership on Miz and Gomber. Those are the main three things you need to worry about. So check out RG Projections and see where they end up on that because, again, I might end up stacking the Mariners against the Chalky Miz.
0: All right. That will do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow Talking some more baseball. Good luck everyone. We'll see you again tomorrow. Peace kids.